turn your world upside down there is a climate that we are living in where there is a constant exchange of goods for resources and those goods are often in the form of currency sometimes our needs outweigh our available resources and this causes a cycle of situations where we are borrowing or paying more than we are able to receive on a consistent basis. This financial imbalance that is stressing billions of people out on a regular basis is known as debt. According to Lexington, Lexington Law, as of November 2019, the average consumer debt per capita, which means per person, is approximately 12,000 on this. The New York Federal Reserve reports that the total American consumer debt is approaching 14 trillion dollars. There has been consistent growth in four main areas of debt. Home auto, student loans, and credit cards. Um, I do think something important to add to this that they didn't touch on is medical bills. Medical bills are a very common and steep source of debt, whether people have an accident or they fall seriously ill, um, or you know, even if there's someone who has a medical condition they end up with a tremendous amount of medical expenses that don't always get covered by insurance, even if they have insurance. Um, and then there are people who don't have insurance either. So, you know, it's a really a shame that people at times feel forced to choose between their well-being and paying their bills. It's it just should not be that way. 
Um, I'm sure all of these issues and statistics are further exacerbated now, and these numbers are seeing an influx and change due to the current pandemic and economic crisis. With the impact of the coronavirus, there are millions of people who are out of work, and this is a very real issue causing very real financial problems. And all of this is snowballing out of control. To those who are struggling financially, whether employed or unemployed, a struggle is a struggle. And my prayers are with you. Um, that there can be a positive change and a positive outcome and turnaround to your situation. Everyone deserves happiness. Everyone deserves happiness. Everyone deserves peace. Everyone deserves comfortability and peace of mind. There is enough room for everyone to make it. There's enough room, um, you know, for everyone to be comfortable. But I know, realistically speaking, the way that things are systematically placed doesn't make things as simple as they should be. We can't touch on finances without distinguishing the factors that play a role in the various circumstances that we see. Contributing factors are your demographic location, education level, socioeconomic status, age, race, and income. It all plays a role. And you have on blinders if you think that it doesn't. Some areas do not have the same resources as others. The exploitation of black and brown communities and lack of availability of resources does play a role in why our numbers are different from other demographic counterparts. There are certain obstacles that we have to go through that others don't. What's understood doesn't have to be explained. And if it has to be explained, then clearly it is not understood, which is a privilege in itself. So those who know, know, and those who don't know, with love, I respectfully encourage you to do your research. This is not a space of judgment. This is not a space of blame. This is a space of growth. So I'm hoping some of the things that I've learned in my financial struggles can help people in their financial journey. Even if at this point in time there's not much you can do, there's still helpful information included for the future. I will be discussing my personal journey of paying off $20,000 in debt. Um, I had three credit cards, all borderline, maxed out. Um, a car note, my own apartment, and my own bills to account for. I had more bills than income. I'm not rich. I work your regular, degular nine to five. And if you told me that I would be paying that mass amount of money with my paycheck, I would have looked at you like you were crazy and I would have laughed. Um, <laughs> But it took time. It took time for me to get into the debt, and it took time for me to get out of debt. It took me three years. It took me three years. This was not an easy process at all. I'm going to say it again. This was not an easy process at 
all. Uh, this whole trial tested me and my patience to a level I cannot explain. I cannot and I will not lie to you. It was beyond what I knew that I was capable of dealing with because the amount was insurmountable to me. Um, there were days I felt defeated, discouraged, overwhelmed, depressed, and very anxious. I had more bills than income, um, more payoffs than paychecks, and I could not see the how. I could not see the when. It seemed so much bigger than me, and I did not know where to even begin to tackle this. So, a few years ago, financial guru Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, who is a best-selling author and the founder of Financial Peace University, his daughter came to my church. His daughter came to my church when my debt first started to become the humongous mountain that it was. And she shared some tips that really shed a light on how to get my debt down. Um, she did share the importance of what is known as the snowball method. The snowball method is when you pay the smallest balances off first, um, and then you tackle the bigger ones. I was making the classic rookie mistake of trying to pay everybody a little bit each paycheck um, I would be like this credit card gets this amount this credit card gets balance that needs to get you know paid off will get this amount but it really wasn't putting a dent in anything and it was just a revolving door of paying off a balance um, here is the interest rate that kicks in after I pay off the balance so it goes right back up and then because we're being honest I would spend a little bit of what I had paid off because I didn't have much of anything left after paying bills and those credit cards back um, so it was just a cycle and in addition to sharing the snowball method uh, she also shared the importance of really sitting down to write out a budget and being conscious of how much money you have coming in and how much money you are putting out. You know, what is going out of your bank account? Uh, where is that money going? And so that was helpful and it really did put things into perspective because until then, um, I didn't realize how easily each transaction adds up. Uh, you spend $5 here and $20 here and another $8 there and before you know it that's 200 miscellaneous dollars that you have spent that could have been utilized towards paying off a debt or saving and this is what I call money leaks um, I call them money leaks because it seems little but it adds up and before you know it, you spent more than you thought. So that money is leaking out of your account, little by little. And that's money that's leaking out is a sum that can really be utilized to your greater benefit. 
Again, everyone's situation is different. I'm not a financial advisor. I can only share what I've learned and hopefully that can be of use to someone um, in some way. Knowledge is not meant to be kept. Knowledge is meant to be shared. And there is enough room for everyone to learn. There is enough room for everyone to grow. There is enough room for everyone to make it. We can all eat. Um, so this is what I did. I hope it helps you. I hope it helps someone that you know. Um, so this is what I did here. I printed out my bank statements. I printed out my bank statements and I highlighted everything that was not a bill. I highlighted absolutely everything that was not a bill. You would be surprised how much money you spend eating out. It all adds up. Uh, so that amount of money that I highlighted that I had once spent on anything other than bills, I added that all up and I would put that towards my debt. Um, the snowball method. That's what I had did. Um, I paid off the smallest balances first. And once I focused on paying off a smaller balance, I would then, okay, that one's paid off. Then I would go ahead and now I would move to the next one. And so then I would pay off the next balance and I would just keep going. Um, but I did start with paying off the smallest balance and just concentrating my resources on that. I would take it one debt at a time. Um, right everything out write everything out write everything out write everything out your goals your intentions how much your paycheck is how much your debt is how much money is left after paying your bills use what is left over to tackle your debt no matter how small it is no matter what it may look like because in the long run it really does add up and make a difference uh, come up with a realistic budget a budget is a diet for your finances keep going and keep trying even if you fall off or you deviate from it it's all right just get right back on stick to the script and count every penny I'm gonna say that again count every penny when you calculate down to the cent what it is that is going in and out of your account because of that awareness it makes a tremendous difference so instead of $40 eating out put it towards debt or in your savings because again it is all going to add up and make a difference another thing Money management, money management, money management, money management. Manage your money so your money doesn't manage you. You can relearn and find ways to better utilize your funds to your benefit. Put a cap or limit on how much you spend on groceries and going out with your friends. Don't allow yourself to spend more than a certain amount so you can stick to the budget that you created.
Another thing I did, I swallowed my pride and I moved back home. As much as I love having my own, I had to look at the big picture and make a temporary sacrifice for a long-term gain. Uh, so what had went towards rent, utilities, and maintaining a household then went to paying off a debt. And this was a major adjustment, and this was part of some of the mental hurdles um, that I had to overcome in a financial situation. Consolidating debt, it helps your credit score. My credit score was so low. I would cry when I looked at it because I saw how much it had plummeted. Um, but I saw over time, the more balances I paid off, the more it would rise. And eventually I saw a 200 point increase. Again, none of this was fast or overnight. It all took time. This was a very gradual, slow and steady process. Um, it takes consistent effort, dedication, tears, frustration and focus. I cannot and will not lie to you. It is a process and it is not an easy one. For credit cards, what these credit bureaus look at is credit card utilization. And this does have an impact on your credit score. You typically wanna keep your utilization rate at or under 30%. So for example, if you have a credit card limit of $1,000, you only want to use $300 of that available credit so they can see you know how to handle the money that they let you borrow. Because the money isn't ours, but the debt is. I'm gonna say that one more time. The money is not ours, but the debt is. So when you keep that credit card utilization, at or under 30%, that will work in your favor. That will work in your favor. Um, I learned this the hard way, but if you can't pay it off right away or with your next paycheck, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Save yourself the headache. Have the discipline and don't buy it. There are going to be times where your motivation runs out. And that is where the discipline kicks in. Stay disciplined and focused on your goals even when you don't feel like it. Motivation gets you started and discipline keeps you going. When it came to paying off the last $12,889 in debt, I was on the strictest budget ever, 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 ever. I was on quarantine before this pandemic happened um, because I was like, I can't go out. 
that's money that I can be using to pay off my debt. I'm not going to go out because these are funds that can be utilized to tack tackling um, this debt. So I stopped going out. I would only allow myself $40 a month to spend on eating out. I am a foodie. So that was a major challenge for me. Um, I stopped getting my hair and my nails done for a while. I shut all the fun down because I had to sacrifice and stay focused to my goal. Uh, this was an extreme budget and an extreme approach. I don't recommend it for everyone for long periods of time simply because the toll that it took on my mental, I was not prepared for. Um, I low-key was in a depression for a while because I was so limited. I couldn't do anything but work, um, pay off balances, and repeat. And the same day I would get my paycheck, my paycheck was gone. I would get my paycheck and I would pay my balance off right away. Um, and I would allocate, you know, like a small amount, like, okay, I'll spend this little amount at the groceries and I'm just gonna have to make what I buy stretch until my next paycheck. And I'm gonna use that same small allocated amount on groceries again and again and again. Um, and everything else is going towards paying off that balance. And it got to a point where at first, I didn't even want to go out for my birthday because I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's going to push me behind, you know, for my goal. That's going to push me back from my goal. Um, but when we did go out, which I'm really glad that we did, we had a really fun time. So I'm glad that we did that. Um, but even when we were going out, it got to the point like where I was calculating the cost of drinks in my brain. And I wasn't even coming out of pocket. I was not even coming out of pocket. So um, that was, as fun as it was, that was a learning moment for me to check myself. That was a learning moment for me to check myself and be like, look, it's okay to have fun again and needing to find that balance needing to find that balance of enjoying myself like I used to but taking this newfound knowledge and budget and just being more responsible than I was before more responsible than when I was in my early 20s um, so you know still it's, it's that balance where you're being more responsible, but you're still enjoying these moments in life and not allowing the stress to interfere with the beautiful moments that life brings, even in the midst of a challenging process. A month after my birthday, I paid off my last balance and the journey of paying off $20,000 came to a conclusion and I felt like the biggest weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. Such a tremendous source of stress in my life uh, had finally been conquered and all the sacrifice paid off. There were a lot of nights during this process, I would wake up at two in the morning and I would just start crying. And I would be so sad because I felt like my goals were so far away from me. 
and I felt like I was putting so much effort into all of this and everything was moving so slow because I wasn't seeing any results. I wanted to quit a lot of times and I really and truly understand in my bones why people give up and just live with the debt because to pay it off takes so much time sacrifice and it is hard it feels easier to work around the debt than to work with it so if there is anything that I recommend anyone to have it is patience it is patience it took me a total of three and a half years to tackle this debt now mind you when I started the journey I still had my own place so when I started this journey of trying to consolidate my debt and trying to get these balances under control I still had my own apartment and throughout this entire journey there were still bills and life itself to balance throughout the duration of this journey I was in two weddings my best friend got married and I was one of the maids of honor for that and then another one of my very close friends had gotten married three months later and I was a bridesmaid in that wedding and all of this cost money I still kept pushing to get my balances down to zero and through all the ups and downs of this process I had to keep pushing forward and I had to reach a point where my mental shifted and I wanted my future more than my present so making these sacrifices and remaining humble in that process of creating a better future while I was in the process of paying off all of this debt life happened life happened and sometimes it all happened at the same time um, you know there were fun times and there was drama drama with family internal things that I'm trying to navigate through I almost lost my job by the grace of God I didn't but it's still a high stress job um, to navigate through and there were just all of these things and all of this noise all of this noise going on around you to navigate through to test you to test you um, and balancing that focus to stick to the script and stay committed to the goals and nothing worth having comes easy you are your greatest asset and your greatest investment so taking that time to buckle down and make it happen is worth it and I really do need to say and make clear I did not get through this journey on my own I did not get through this journey on my own this was all God's grace and mercy because there were so many moments I couldn't see how but a way was made when it felt like there was no way I do want to take a moment um, I really do want to take a moment though to encourage those who are struggling financially struggling with employment struggling with the very real stress of it all 
We are living in unprecedented times and witnessing something that has not taken place before. You are not your circumstance. You are not your environment. You are doing the best that you can with the situation that you have been given. And that is enough. You are seen. You are heard. You are valuable. You matter. And all you can do is continue to push forward and stay solid through it all. Failures are inevitable. It's not about never experiencing setbacks. It's about how we handle them. All things in life are temporary. And this too will come to pass. It may not feel like it. It may not look like it. But there is always the possibility that something good can happen. And things have a way of working out for the better. They do. It helps um, sometimes to put things into perspective. And when it's our time to go, when we die, we can't take this money with us. We can't take this money with us. We can't take our jobs with us. We can't take our titles with us. We cannot take our accolades with us. None of that matters. The things that are stressing us out in the big picture do not define who we are and the purpose of what we were truly brought here to do. God doesn't even look at the state of our financial affairs to see if we can get into heaven. And what he measures is the state of our heart and the state of our character. We are all in possession of riches that money cannot buy. So as we deal with worldly issues, let's keep that in perspective. There is a very real mass financial worry that is taking place right now. Just know that that company may be or may have been your employer, but God is your provider. Something my grandmother told me as I was breaking down to her and stressing out about all of this was, if God can take care of the birds outside and make sure they have what they need to survive, he can certainly take care of you. So wherever you are in your walk of faith, whether or not you believe in a higher power, I just want you to know that things eventually turn around for the better. And hard times do happen, but they don't last. They don't last forever. Money is an infinite resource. There is so much of it everywhere. And because it's an infinite resource, it's just a matter of how we plug into it. How do we plug into that resource? How do we tap in to that resource? 
How do we align ourselves on the inside to sync up with the flow of money on the outside so that energy can match us and abundantly expand, manifest, and multiply? See it like it is already yours. Declare victory like it is already done. Walk by faith, not by sight. Your emotions in these situations are deceitful and want you to feel despair. Don't create a final decision off of a temporary emotion and situation. Anchor in your faith. Anchor in your peace. Anchor in your trust that all things are working out for your highest good. And when one door closes, another one is opening. Walk through those doors and go get your blessings, beloveds. There is better out there waiting for you. Now let's talk investments. Investments, this is how your money makes money. Investing is a completely different ball game, language and world. I am a baby in the investment game and am beginning to learn so much myself. Our beloved Nipsey Hussle, who has made his transition to become an ancestor had often emphasize the importance of ownership and having our own uplifting the community and empowering ourselves on multiple levels including financially he was a very successful and versatile entrepreneur who explained the difference between assets and liabilities assets are something that add value like real estate or land, for example. Liabilities are purchases that depreciate in value, such as cars, jewelry, or even name brand clothes. You can have the newest, most amazing, top of the line, top brand vehicle. But the moment you drive it off the parking lot, it begins to lose its value. That is a liability. Furthermore, if you sign off on a loan for that vehicle, not only is that a hit on your credit, that is a line of debt that you now have to pay off. So often we fall into the trap of materialistic, shiny things. It's not all about flexing or taking pics for the gram. Bossing up isn't always about showing off your accolades. It's about creating and sustaining them. It's about how and where you move your money in a way that benefits you long-term. Longevity. How long can the income you utilize and create last don't just look the part play the part if there is any commonality in the advice of wealthy people 
they all suggest having multiple streams of income more than one source of money coming in there is aggressive income which is your paycheck from your job and then there is passive income which is money that requires little or no effort to maintain this can be money you receive from stocks or if you own a building you know and you rent it out the money that that generates an investment is a thing that is worth buying because it may be profitable or useful in the future. No dream is too small. No dream is too big. If you have a passion, follow it. The road won't be easy, but it never is anyway. And the road not being easy shouldn't be a reason that you don't pursue your passion and your purpose. Some of our greatest heroes did not get it on the first, second, or even the third try. Success is not instantaneous. Investing is something that happens over time. You may put money in something and not see the rewards until a few years later. But then, the interest rate kicks in or business begins to boom and a $1,000 investment becomes a $10,000 gain. Investments are about flipping your coins, but you have to be careful because there are risks. The greater the risk, the greater the gain. But on the other side of the coin, the greater the risk, the greater the loss which is why you have to be careful and do your research and make informed decisions. Opening up trust accounts for our children, for our children, excuse me, for our children. <laughs> our babies don't need a new pair of Jordans every time they drop. Not knocking the well-dressed babies and these amazing parents who work so hard to provide. I'm just saying, that money being put toward a name brand item that they're gonna grow out of anyway can be money put towards a trust account, a savings account, an LLC, or something tangible in their name. So by the time they turn 18, that's years of accumulation of interest, of value, and them being set. This sets them up for success and good credit and knowing the financial game so they don't have to struggle over the hurdles that we did. The goal is for these babies to grow into well-versed adults who are better than we ever were, empowering them, uplifting them, and setting them up for greatness. In investments, there is stocks and there are bonds. Stocks are ownership stakes and stakes are a percentage of the stock that you own. And a person who buys stock is buying an actual portion of a share of a company, no matter how small that portion may be. Um, and that still makes them a partial owner. 
It's why stock is referred to as equity. And this applies to both established companies and IPOs that are new to the market. An IPO is an initial public offering. Um, it is a great indicator, a very great indicator that a company has made it to a higher level. And it's exciting news because that means this company was successful enough to require a lot more capital in order to continue to grow. And this is the boost that most companies need to get enough cash to fund a massive expansion. Stocks are simply shares of individual companies. And when a company issues stock, it is selling a piece of itself in exchange for cash. Um, so it's in that exchange that what you put into it has the opportunity to grow more than what you had initially paid. And you make money off of that. Stocks and bonds represent two different ways for an entity to raise money to fund or expand its operations. Bonds, on the other hand, are fixed income securities. And they don't have the same aggressive risk as stock does. With stocks, the return is a dividend, which is a payment made by the company to those who invested in the company. And with bonds, the return is interest. With stocks, there is no return guarantee. But there is a return guarantee with a bond. So that's the difference between those two. Some helpful apps that you can use for your financial investment journey are Stash and Robinhood. I personally use Stash. My cousin has Robinhood. And these are both helpful tools that can really support um, in better understanding this process because it really is a whole different world. They don't teach us these things in school and they should, but this is knowledge that we really have to go seek on our own, um, educate ourselves. Um, but, you know, you definitely want to make sure you're using um, valid and accurate resources. And these are helpful tools, you know, that can really support and better understanding this process because it is a lot and taking baby steps towards financial elevation and expansion we live in a day and age of the internet so in addition to having so many books that can educate us and put us on game there are also so many social media pages where you can learn this important information as well. I know my dad's lady, she told me about this amazing Facebook page called Dream Catchers by The Budget Nista. Uh, the Budget Nista is Tiffany Alicia, an award-winning teacher of financial education and creator of the Live Richer Academy, who has such a powerful and impactful story herself. Um, she talks very openly about how she navigated through $35,000 of debt. And she was able to save $40,000 on a $39,000 a year salary. And their Facebook group page, it's so informational. 
it's so supportive there are so many people out there look we're all struggling with this like everyone is literally trying to figure life out as they go and one of the biggest commonalities that we all share regardless of who you are where you're from it is money it is money so you know for such a collective amount of people to just come together in such a supportive space and just share all this knowledge and encouragement with one another it is amazing um another individual to follow would be jay morrison jay morrison is an entrepreneur and a very educated brother such a beautiful story and transformation that he has as well and he is just constantly giving knowledge tips and even opportunities for investment real estate and financial information it is so easy to follow these informational pages because you learn from what you surround yourself with if you can follow an Instagram model for eye candy, you can follow an uplifting and informational page to add value to your life. No matter where you are in your journey or what your situation looks like, know that you are not alone and you can accomplish your goals. No matter the amount of time it may take, you are worth investing in yourself yes you are I am about to get into some positive affirmations for money which are known as money mantras and money is an abundant resource we are abundant beings money is an abundant resource and an energy current that we must align ourselves to tap into the key to manifesting is believing it before you see it. Hold a clear picture in your mind's eye of what you want and release your attachment to that outcome. You must release to receive. Alrighty, so here are these positive affirmations we're about to get into. You are a money magnet. Say it with your chest, beloveds. I am a money magnet. Money flows freely to me. I release all resistance to attracting money. I am worthy of a positive cash flow. I am connected to the universal supply of money. There is always more than enough money in my life. I naturally attract good fortune. I am financially free. My income exceeds my expenses. I deserve to be paid for my skills, time, and knowledge. I have
have a positive relationship to money and know how to spend it wisely. My income increases constantly. I am wealthy in more ways than one. My job business allows me to live the life I desire. I am grateful for the abundance that I have and the abundance on its way. Every dollar I spend and donate comes back to me multiplied. I can look at my finances without fear. I choose to live a rich and full life. I give myself permission to prosper and grow. I am worthy of all the richness I desire. I have the power to create the success and build the wealth I desire. The power of speaking things into existence, beloved. Even if at this point in time, these words don't reflect your reality, speak it into existence, say it as it is already done. And yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Thank you so much to everyone for taking the time to listen. If no one has told you yet today, you are an amazing human being. Feel free to check out other episodes of Golden Petals on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and ESM Radio. Sending love and light to everyone on their journey. Thank you so much again. Until next time.